this is Lorsheng. And Gigi. Welcome to Slice Street, a space where we recreate our post-meal conversations with guests, discussing life, dreams, failures, and sharing stories. Yeah, just like we do after sharing a meal with friends in the comfort of our home. So I hope you enjoy listening in to our conversations with our guests. Hey, welcome to episode number five of the Sliced Fruit Podcast. Um, today, we've got our special guest and friend, Isaiah Leung of the MI6 Sports Network. He's one of the co-founders there, um, and they have a bunch of articles and podcasts, content about sports news. Um, but we've known Isaiah for the last 10 years when he was like a little kid. Um, you know, I joke that, you know, I've always wanted when I was a kid, I told my mom that I always wanted a little brother. And in some sense, Isaiah has been kind of our little brother in the last decade. And so it's been really, this conversation was so good. Like, I think a lot of nostalgia and a lot of like emotions of just um, understanding Isaiah's experience and hearing from his perspective, going through special ed, moving and using sports as a way to connect with people. And so I think and when I reflect on this conversation, it's made me think about like how to listen well and how to empathize well. Yeah, I mean, this episode is especially meaningful to me um, when I think about what our Slice Root podcast is about. I think about all the conversations I've had with Isaiah and how, I, how I've grown. And I did get a little emotional, which took me back a little bit. But um, but yeah, it was, it was a really beautiful conversation. Um, one announcement that we have to make uh, is our new feature that we're, we want to um, uh, include in our shows. Uh, where we engage with you, our listeners, um, on a single question, which is, where did you find beauty this week? Or what's something beautiful you experienced this week? So send us a voice recording through Instagram DM, 20 to 30 seconds uh, of something that you experienced that was beautiful. So love to hear from you. uh, And uh, we'd love to feature you uh, at the end of our episodes. Yeah, and we chose this prompt because I think it's easy, like, throughout going throughout our days just to go with the flow. And um, I think beauty reminds us that we're humans and that we're not robots and that we have a story. And so I think that's the kind of the, 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 the heart of this show, too, is like, hey, we are all, like, we all carry something beautiful. We all carry stories that are um, beautiful and, 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 um, deserve to be heard so yeah love to hear just a short bit of what something you find beautiful this week so without further delay here's our interview with Isaiah Lund Hi, everyone. So for this episode, we have a special guest, a good family friend of ours. Um, and he's like a little brother to me and Lor Shing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Isaiah Leung in the house. Um, so yeah, just a little bit of background how Lor Shing and I know Isaiah. Um, we are family friends. They are Their family is dear friends to us. I think our best memories is like every holiday, whether it's Chinese New Year, whether it's uh, Christmas or Thanksgiving, we like usually we'll have a get together. 
But even if we don't have a get together, uh, we'll have like our family dinners and then something feels missing. We're like, hey, why don't we just go to Isaiah's house? Why don't we just go to the Learn family house? So we're uh, uh, famously known to just pop into each other's house, like on, especially on the big occasions without anything planned. Unannounced unannounced and it just becomes like you know we bring our food to their house and we just eat maybe watch some sport games and play piano or something so it's it's a it's a fun time we we've known them for um you know probably more than a decade so uh we're really excited to bring isaiah we've we've had some great conversations with him in the past so would love for him to share um, more about uh, his life experience. So yeah, welcome Isaiah. Um, maybe you can kind of start off with a, some of your background that you want to share with the listeners. Yeah, Gigi, thanks for the great introduction. Uh, glad to be on the show. Uh, I grew up in Hawaii. Uh, I was in Hawaii, born and raised for the first 13 years of my life. Uh, I moved to California at around uh, 2011 and um, graduated from Hopkins Junior High School, graduated from Mission San Jose High School. And then uh, I went to Ohlone for like the first one, no, for like the first two years. And then after that, um, I went, I didn't really feel like college was really right for me. And then I went to, um, you know, decided to start working for the Oakland A's and the San Francisco 49ers as an usher. And I really loved it. But unfortunately, you know, with the whole coronavirus pandemic, it shut everything down. And since there's no fans, I can't go to work um, at the stadium. So now uh, what I'm doing for the past eight, nine months, ever since the uh, COVID-19 pandemic, me and my friends started a sports network and we've been just pumping out sports podcasts uh, almost every day. Now we, I think we started with, I believe it was just me and my friend Stephen Wang on our sports network that we actually started in a Costco gas station, believe it or not, because one time I think Stephen said something really uh, ridiculous and I started pulling out my phone and I had to record, I wanted to record him saying what he said. And then that's basically how our sports network started. And then from that and then all the way until now, we have at least like 11 members. We've got over uh, 4,000 likes on Facebook. Uh, we had, I think, 3,100 listens on Anchor. It's just been an amazing journey the last eight, nine months. Uh, so um, it's been just so great doing that. Uh, that's what I do. And, uh, you know, I want to go back to what Gigi said earlier about, like, uh, our families being family friends and how we would just show up at, e- at each other's house, you know, without any uh previous notice there's actually a funny story about that where i think it was last year thanksgiving where my family was in san francisco we, we went to san francisco went to baker beach and then my mom actually saw something on uh the wechat group our church's wechat group and then she 
I think one of the members of the church uh, said that, or he took a picture of the turkey that he was making. And then he said that, uh, would anybody like to come over and join us and eat uh, eat this turkey together? And then my mom was like, yeah, we'll, we will certainly do it. And then I, I don't know if they were trying, to, I don't know if they're like joking around and saying like that, uh, like, and joking around and saying that like for people to come over or not but that turned into like a big gathering at my house and i remember like i think it was our dinner started at 6 p.m and it was my family and their family that were there and then all of a sudden um there was someone brings up let's invite Gigi and Lord Shing's family and then they started dialing it up on the wechat and asking uh your parents to come over and 15 minutes later, your family shows up at my house and here we are having a huge Thanksgiving gathering with a lot of food that was only planned out starting at 3 p.m. Uh, our time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I remember that. It was like a big deal. I don't even know if there was an occasion, but uh, like we were just like, oh, you know, they called us over and there's some turkey that someone made. Basically, they made extra or someone was bored and then they wanted to make a turkey. And they're like, yo, I feel like I just made four turkeys. Um, I can't eat this. So who wants to have a party at, you know, the Lung, the Lung's house, you know? <laughs> and then it just becomes this big thing. And then and we probably like even like, we have so many people that my dad feels the need to like go around and everyone to share something like yeah. about their week, you know, <laughs> you know, having this like, <laughs> or like, what are you thankful for? You know, you yeah. I mean, I don't even think it was, it might've been close to Thanksgiving, but yeah, I don't remember the occasion, but I, I think I remember like your mom was about to cook dinner yeah. and then she looked over at her phone which was sitting on the kitchen table and she got a text message from i think my mom and then she was like oh yeah the leongs are or the learns are inviting us to come over to their place for dinner right as she had like water boiling on the stove which is like really funny <laughs> yeah i mean we have like countless stories but like it's really funny because when i hear my mom talking to your mom like like sometimes it's just more like hey what are we gonna do for that uh, that holiday like I don't know but most likely we're just gonna go they're gonna come to our house or we're gonna go there <laughs> um and then it's fu also funny because sometimes like our relatives from like other countries will visit and then we'll be driving them around and then we always make a stop at your house <laughs> and it's like it's just it's like an inside joke with one of my cousins where she's like yeah it was really weird. We went to some stranger's house and without notice and just <laughs> wanted to introduce you, uh, introduce them. So it's really like family meeting family um, at that point. Yeah, um, I, I think it's funny also like to add to the, add to the, what we're discussing is because I, I come home generally around the holiday times and consistently like other than, you know, my immediate family, like Gigi and the parents, like yeah, we're just going to see, I'm going to see the lungs. Like sometimes like some holidays, I don't really see any of my friends, maybe because it's just a short, short uh, trip, but I definitely will see the lungs <laughs> because it's like the holidays or I don't know, we can drop something off or I think sometimes my dad will say, hey, we're just driving. And, hey, do you want to see 
Tracy and and the kids, you know, okay. And then we like <laughs> knock on the door and like we're just like waiting and like, oh, it's just Isaiah home, you know. I don't know, <laughs> something random. Yeah, but we can go on and on about um, yeah. this. You know, there's a lot of good memories. Um, but one of the things that I want to talk about, um, maybe you can share uh, a little bit about uh, how you became interested in sports in the first place. Um, I remember you would share some stories with me about how you even got to uh, get into sports and how you started to love it. Um, so yeah, maybe you can kind of bring us back to to the beginning of uh, sports as y- your you know passion and interest. Well, I think what got me into sports was. I really like competition, you know, like whether it was sports games or whether it was like uh, competing with other people at like, um, you know, party games or even the election. That's why I like the election so much is because you <laughs> people competing against one another. So I, I remember, I think it was back in 2007 where Hawaii, their football team was undefeated. And I watched, I think I watched it on the news that they, had or they were playing against San Jose State and they were about to or I don't know if they were about to kick off or not but I was going to watch that game uh but I couldn't because uh I was supposed to go to my church's bible drill that we had at that time and then what happened was during that bible drill one of my uh instructors tells me like, hey, Isaiah, did you guys know that uh, Hawaii, they were get down to San Jose State like 20 to three at halftime and the undefeated streak was in jeopardy. And then uh, the, like they were almost about to lose, but then Cole Brennan and the Hawaii offense pulls off this miraculous comeback. And I don't know why ever since that game and that moment when my uh, teacher told me that, I just became intrigued with sports. Like after that moment, I just started following like every single Hawaii game. Maybe it's because I wanted to see history or something, but that's what really like caught my love for sports. Mm. Yeah, I also remember um, you sharing about uh, the first person that introduced you to sports um, and how it was, it was sort of a way for you to connect with people that you found. Um, is that... Is that is that right? There was like a person that uh, introduced you and taught you like how to understand and watch sports. Yeah, there was. Um, he was actually that uh, teacher that I mentioned earlier, uh, Uncle Bernard, who okay. I had back in uh, Hawaii. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he passed away a couple of years ago. But mm-hmm. you know, I like like you guys know, I didn't really no sports or like sports at that time because i was always afraid back when i was a little kid that, that the ball would hit me in the face okay like every time like during <laughs> pe or whenever we had uh, sporting events in school like i would always like try to get out of it i didn't want the ball to hit me in the face or hit me in the stomach because i remember one time we played dodgeball and the ball hit me in, in the stomach and it knocked the wind out of me yeah. but he introduced me to sports and he was the one that really got me to loving hawaii football And then he's also the one that, you know, after our Bible drill, he would come out and, you know, teach me and I think 10 other kids, like either baseball or basketball or even football. And we just play around like after uh, the Bible drill session was over when we were waiting for our parents. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, um, I've always really enjoyed uh, hearing you talk about, um, you know, sports. Uh, my my dad has this like famous, not famous, but it's it's a funny quote because um, you know you guys used to talk a lot about sports, and he would say like, yeah, every time I talk to Isaiah about sports, it's, it's like we're talking about family members. Like, hey, how is that? how is that basketball player doing? You know, how's uncle, you know, Tom Brady doing, you know, <laughs> like, you know, always catching up on people, um, uh, on what's new. Um, and then for me, I feel like, you know, growing up, uh, junior high, high school, when we first met you guys, um, uh, I really enjoyed hearing you talk about just like your experience. Um, and, um, and even like how, uh, uh, growing up in as a student in special ed was the difficulties, the ups and downs. Um, and I think even this memory of uh, sports and how and trucks. Um, I remember you you telling me in one conversation that uh, yeah, when I first started to when you first started to like sports, you know, all you wanted to talk about was trucks and garbage trucks and boats, and then you felt like wait, no, people are kind of losing interest in, in me talking about trucks. But once I got into sports, it was a lot easier to connect with people and to have some shared common uh, topic. So um, I think I've, I've always thought it was really interesting when you talk about, you know, the way that you've um, been able to connect um, really well with people through sports. And, um, and it's always really great to, to see you shine in that, in that way. Um, so yeah, maybe we can kind of just talk a little bit more about that. Um, you know, um, you know, your, your student life, um, in junior high and high school, and maybe you can just share, uh, yeah. What was that like, um, for you? Um, and how did sports help and uh, help you, you know, with your friendships and, um, building community? Yeah, so back when I was in junior high school and high school, um, I was in the special ed classes because like when I was in the regular ed classes, I, it was like really fast for me. So I couldn't keep pace with the, uh, the speed that they were going. Mm -hmm. So I was in the special ed classes and I felt like it really helped a lot because the teachers slowed down the material so much. I think when the, re when the regular ed classes were like either teaching what, not one chapter, but like one section of the math textbook, like every two weeks, we would take that section and they would teach it in the special ed classes, like probably either a month or two. And they, they would take that amount of time and teach it to us. So I thought it was really helpful because I feel like I'm a very, I'm a guy that, you know, needs, takes a lot of time to learn, um, a different material and uh i felt like special ed was also good because it helped me like you know gain more confidence and it also helped me gain uh more friends you know whether it was social groups or speech classes or something like that uh but you know sports i think another benefit of me liking sports is back when i was in hawaii and even when i was in uh, California is that when I was really liking the like trucks and boats and all that stuff, not a lot of people would hang out with me because many of like the, my fellow students weren't really, uh, they weren't really interested in those things. I remember they were more interested in like Pokemon cards, uh, mm -hmm. 
skateboards, um, you know, anime and also sports. Uh, so when I got into sports, I felt like more people started hanging out with me because we had we shared the same interests and, you know, conversations with other people became more uh, easier to talk to based uh, because of that. And, you know, and also like I also think that, you know, when like sports also helped me, like like Gigi mentioned, connect with a lot of uh, famous people like I met um nfl quarterback brad kaya's mother through facebook and i didn't know her uh on facebook i just like you know friend her one time because i thought that her son was you know a very underrated player in the nfl draft and i was t telling her how much that i think that the nfl is making a mistake by putting her son that low when it came to draft stock and then I remember like we set up a meeting because I think her son was drafted by the Carolina Panthers and he uh, he his first game in the NFL happened to be against the San Francisco 49ers at Levi Stadium. So she attended that game and we met up. And during my break, we talked for like 10, 15 minutes about uh, her son's journey to the NFL, her journey like her life journey in general. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but she was actually um, the actor that played Felicia in the movie Friday. She's, I think she's the, she's known for, you know, that saying by Felicia. So we talked about that and we just talked. <laughs> yeah. Like she was really cool to talk to. And uh, there's also been other people I've met, such as like Mark Medina, when I was working uh, for the Golden State Warriors at Oracle Arena. Um, we, I also met Matt Chapman, the Oakland A's third baseman after the A's game. Just met a lot of like really cool sports people that have really helped me either become friends with me or helped me like, you know, in my journey towards like trying to, you know, make it in the sports media industry. Yeah, I think I I just want to comment on what you're sharing, Isaiah, because I think we've known you since, yeah, when you first moved to Hawaii as a junior high, I think high school kid, a junior high kid. Um, and I think I think since you graduating from high school and as you're venturing into, I think I'm just doing this as an affirmation for you, Isaiah. But like, I think just seeing you after high school venturing into these sports um, podcast media, like, um I just see you really flourish in your social interactions. So it's just kind of really cool to see, even in, even in this context, as you're talking about sports, it's like, wow, like, I think you've really grown in, I don't know, like just being able to socialize and connect with people. I did want to ask though, like, um, cause you're, we were talking about your experiences in special ed and you're saying how like it actually was a really, uh, it, it was a great space for you to thrive in. It seems like, um, if for people like, or I'm just curious, what was being in special ed? Did you ever encounter like um, people like not under, uh, misunderstanding you because you were in special ed, or um, like maybe just like some misconceptions of of people in special ed that maybe? You well, I felt like every. I felt like there was definitely people that would misunderstand uh, special ed people. Um, I, the thing that I found that was most common is when you would tell someone that, Hey, uh, 
I'm in like special ed classes, they would always, their mind would always jump to the conclusion that, you know, there was something seriously wrong with me or Aww. with uh, my classmates. You know, I always, you know, also saw people, I think, thinking that uh, this guy, like, you know, when they think of special ed, they think they immediately jump to the conclusion that you're either like in the severe autistic class where like you can't talk, the pe people don't really know that there's like another level of special ed, which is for the people that just need like to be taught at a slower pace, you know, mm -hmm. people like that might have some problems, but aren't really as severe as like people in the severe autistic class. So that's kind of the misconception and the misunderstanding that I found is that a lot of people, when you tell them that you're in special ed, they immediately jump to thinking that you're in like the severe autistic class. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I. Like I still, I, I remember we would laugh about it. Like you, you would tell me like, I went to one time, like I was like, you know, uh, you, 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 you were trying to find the right place for you. Cause sometimes it sometimes, you know, you mm, felt like yeah. really fast uh, or able to um, do really well in, in your special ed classes, but then it wasn't maybe challenging enough for you. So I remember you would try the regular classes, but then you felt like, people would kind of, you know, see you differently or be like, oh, let me talk sl slower. You know, you're like, dude, just talk to me regularly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, um, I, I feel like there's just a lot of memories that come up and, and, you know, I've had a lot of good conversations with you. And I mean, I guess you, you mentioned it already, like um, about, the people that you were able to meet through you reaching out and through sports and frankly like it that that story i, I mean you remember our conversation right at, at our house <laughs> isaiah will will always remember that um where essentially like you know uh if you don't mind i i would I'd like to like talk a little about that memory. yeah go ahead go ahead um, <laughs> and you maybe i'd like to hear your opinion too or your perspective but um, one time we were just chilling in our garage and it was like Christmas or something. And then, um, <laughs> and then uh, he, Isaiah had sent like, literally I counted on his phone. I like took his phone and counted. Oh, like, yes, I know um, the story. He sent a hundred messages, like half Merry Christmas with like ex exclamation marks to like a hundred people. And uh, like from, from his Facebook friends, I was like, okay, bro, like, <laughs> why are you sending it to like people you like barely talk to like when did and I would like question him when was the last time you talked to this person and he's like um like a year ago and we kind of got in this like feud where essentially I was like I don't understand like what do you like you know a lot of people aren't aren't, aren't going to respond to you why are you sending these like direct messages um and, and then eventually I you know through listening me listening to Isaiah, he was just plainly saying, you know, look, if if I saw them in person, I would say the exact same thing. I would want to say Merry Christmas and talk to and engage with everyone that I see. Um, and I think that really struck me because I was like, yeah, what's so wrong with sending Merry? Because that's what you kept on asking me. Like, I don't get it. Like, what's so wrong? And, and I could see you got frustrated. Um, and then 
yeah, when I kind of sat back and I, and I asked myself that question, um, it really hit me as like, yeah, why do I, it, it just because I wouldn't do that. Like what's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and so I, I remember then asking you a question and saying, okay, I, I'm sorry. Like, I feel like I'm, I misunderstood you, um, about these like Christmas messages. And I even asked him, and I was really in the space of like, wow, like I'm really getting this wrong. And I asked you, has there been any other time where you felt like you were really misunderstood by me? Um, and then you responded with, um, yeah, actually the time when um, um, he was really happy to share about meeting the actress from Friday, the Friday movie, which was the mother of the NFL quarterback. And I remember that story. And, I, and then you started off by saying, do you know the phrase by Felicia? And I had like just learned that at work from one of my like favorite managers. He was always just like telling people, bye Felicia, you know, like <laughs> dismissing them. And then I learned that it was like a phrase from a movie. I was like, yeah, I actually just learned about that phrase. And then I was like, what are you talking about? Like, why are you bringing up this phrase? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I met, uh, like I got to meet in person with Felicia. Um, and, and I connect the dots because when, when he shared about that story, I was like upset with Isaiah. I was like, Isaiah, why are you meeting up with strangers that you have no idea who they are? And like, she invited you to work at her restaurant. And I was like, you don't know these people. Maybe they'll kidnap you when you're down there in LA or something. Um, and, and then when he like told me this, he was like, yeah, like ultimately I, I thought the story was so cool and you didn't share in the same joy um, mm. in, in that story. And that, and that like, yeah, that like, <clears throat> ooh, I'm getting emotional. Wow, I, I did not expect that, but. <laughs> What are you feeling right now, G? No, I'm, I'm sorry. Like. <laughs> sorry, this is, I've never cried on this podcast. Um, um, but yeah, um, yeah, it, it was a, it was a meaningful moment, um, for uh, him to got, for him to kind of like, show me that but um <laughs> I think it's funny because whenever we recall this memory Isaiah will like claim that I cried but I would be like I don't remember crying <laughs> but I'm like bro yeah I'm crying right now <laughs> like you said that once you were like yeah you, I think I think you told your mom or something like yeah Gigi I made Gigi cry <laughs> we made Gigi cry twice yeah anyway be known you might not remember that part but i i vaguely remember it <laughs> I, I, I don't remember the like i made Gigi cry part okay. <laughs> so maybe it was just my my conscious or that that's how i was feeling but yeah anyways that's like probably my favorite memory with with isaiah mm. like really getting to like um see that yeah there's a lot of times that even someone that like has seen him grown up and can misunderstand.
<laughs> Sorry. Well, so um, I think <laughs> we can move on to, <laughs> to like, we want to hear, okay, like post high school, um, you know, you, you worked for, actually you worked for a lot of teams, you know, you got to see them, got to see this, the stadiums and the schedules. You worked for a Niners stadium, Levi Stadium, Oakland A's. Uh, but you worked for a lot of teams and got to see a lot of games. Um, and now you're working on the sports network um, that you're doing with your friends. Um, man, where to even start? Um, maybe you can tell us a little bit about kind of what does the sports network entail? What do you guys do? What platforms do you guys uh, um, share your content and what kind of content well, so what we do, um, my sports network is called the MI6 Sports Network. It was actually named uh, after uh, a, one of the British TV shows or movies. I think something from James Bond. Uh, my friend Ryan, who is from Ohio, he was act. we were, funny story about this, is that he w we were in need of a name for our network. And we really didn't have any ideas about a new name for our network instead of calling it quarantine chats because we knew that that name wasn't really going to last long since the quarantine was probably going to end we or we thought the quarantine was probably going to end in like may or june so we we needed a name and ryan I guess the night before he watched a James Bond movie and he came up with the idea MI6 Sports Network. And then we all thought it was like really cool. So we decided to adopt that as our name and it's just like grown ever since. But, you know, in our sports network, we, you know, we always put out um, every Every day we put out episodes talking about the latest stories going on in sports or we have like you know, questions that our panel will debate. Like last night, we debated like Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady, who has more pressure to win tomorrow's NFC championship game. And every, like every day we have like a different show. Like on Monday, we have wild sports talk with myself, um, uh, my friend Jonathan Mathis from LA, uh, as well as we had uh, my good friend Callan McClurg, who I met through uh, Jonathan Mathis, who was a phenomenal, phenomenal host. Uh, but unfortunately, he had to take a hiatus from doing shows because uh, he's gotten really busy the last or he will be really busy the last like the next six months because he is the PA announcer for the San Diego goals hockey team. So now we just have like other people stepping in and filling in for him, but we have wild sports talk on Mondays, Tuesday. We have, uh, we have a new solo baseball podcast that I will be starting, uh, in on Tuesdays in February. And then on Wednesdays, we have wild sports talk again on Thursday. We have, uh, my other friend, John Alcorn, who's part of our network. He's does a solo show talking about football. It's like an NFL, like only podcast. Um, on Friday is no BS with me, Trevor and Furman. Uh, and it's just like it's like a show like ESPN First Take where we just debate like every single thing that's going on in sports. Um, there's been a lot of heated discussions in that show. Uh, and also uh, on that show, uh, the, the most funny thing is it's supposed to be a sports show. But the 
segment that everybody loves on that show is our power five segment. And that is we rank like our top five, um, top five, whatever, like that is non-sports related. Like yesterday we did top five winter activities. Uh, the other day we did top five, um, you know, Thanksgiving foods or top five Christmas drinks or whatever. Like that's what a lot of people like from that show, because I guess they like it since it's like a, different or it's like a change up from sports only content that we have on the network and then saturday today we have uh we had fan response with steven and ryan and then tomorrow we have uh the night shift which i'm doing with john and uh my other guy martin garcia but that is at like 10 p.m at night where we just recap like everything that's going on in sports so every day we have like some type of show that's going on and i think our viewers love it because or yeah they they love it so much that when we the days that we don't have shows like the days that we're taking a break for the holidays or we can't make a show they're always like messaging me saying like hey is there going to be a show tonight uh, i really want to have a show tonight because there was a lot of things that happened in sports so like that's that's what our network is about and you know it's just been amazing like the eight, nine months that we've been doing this. It went to uh, quarantine chats because during the lockdown, um, we didn't really have anything to do since none of us could work. So we started just sitting at the table every day and doing shows, talking about sports and you know, inviting guests on for interviews and talking to them. And then after that, it became to, um, we met Callan McClurg and Jonathan Mathis and they brought their show over to our network. And right. now it's just been a full blown sports network. Yeah, so essentially it was a group of people who were all interested or eventually interested in creating a podcast. You guys had actually, there's probably more to the story, but you guys actually joined another person's group that like sort of quote unquote hired you guys. But then you realize like, whoa, this is not what we want. Like, you know, they're not really paying us and stuff like that. So you guys decided to create your own uh, network by, and you had networked with each other through um, joining someone else's like group of uh, podcasters essentially or sports content uh, creators. Um, so yeah, maybe uh, just before we wrap up, uh, I do have like, I wanna know a little bit more about kind of the role that you play within the podcast. Um, like from my understanding, you, you, you're the one who uh, reaches out to a lot of guests uh, to come on and yeah, maybe you can tell just, like the top two major roles that you play uh, within your podcast, like, um, you know, uh, the personality or even just like your job? Well, my like personality on the network is I'm kind of a combination of Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless. Like I'm Skip Bayless in the way that I make a lot of like bold outlandish hot takes. Like I said, a lot of stuff like that um and uh, like just to rile up the fans and you know i think last night i picked the uh the buffalo bills to beat the kansas city chiefs tomorrow in the afc championship game and then um i'm also like stephen a smith in the way that like whenever my teams lose like whenever the niners lose like i get really upset and start like you know yelling on this show and yelling most of my hot takes i think one of our fans described me like really good in our comments he, he said like Isaiah is basically um if a person uh had held the cap locks button it, no Isaiah is basically the cap locks button on the air that's what Isaiah basically is <laughs> 
And I was like, yeah, that is a golden comment. I agree. Uh, yeah, that perfectly describes me. And so that's my personality on the network. And uh, my, also my job on the network, besides doing podcasts, is just like reaching out to guests. Um, I've reached out to Mark Medina, um, you know, John Spencer. We had him once, Rachel L. Hill, uh, John Schaefer from San Diego. We also had him. Uh, as well as uh, other ra famous radio hosts, uh, famous journalists, whether it was Sports Illustrated, ESPN, or uh, we even had someone from the Boston Globe jump on our show to talk about his experience like in the Orlando bubble. And we've had like many different amazing special guests join us. So we're we're starting to wrap up our interview. It's been really fun, Isaiah, to hear. Um, but um, what we do with all our guests, um, just to kind of have a fun, kind of get to know you, a uh, little trivia thing, um, is um, what you are currently, your recommendations are. So is there something that you highly recommend doing or trying um, and an one anti-recommendation so something you strongly do not recommend doing well the thing that i would like strongly recommend this might be like really controversial but i would really recommend you guys all to go to mcdonald's and get your coffee because <laughs> i think i think you guys knew that i was gonna say that but I think that McDonald's coffee is like the best deal in the world because it's like a dollar any size, <laughs> small, medium, large. It might not be the best coffee, but still it's like competent coffee and it's like a dollar. So that's where like I always go every day to get my coffee. So I really recommend you all to go get it. And um, I also recommend you guys to go watch the NFC and AFC championship games tomorrow. It's going to be very, very exciting. You know, you have the... Tom Brady and the Buccaneers play the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. And then you have uh, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes go at it uh, in the nightcap. So that's going to be like a really good day tomorrow for football. And anti-recommendation, uh, wow, that's kind of a tough one. Uh, I would probably say like, hmm, I don't know. I don't like um, – I don't know if you guys seen this restaurant or heard of it. It's called, I think, Fresh Choice. It's kind of like a buffet that is like sweet tomatoes. Like I would, I like sweet tomatoes over that. I don't really like like Fresh Choice. Dude, I feel like did I know Sweet Tomatoes went bankrupt. Yeah, oh, so yeah. sad. R.I.P. But I think Fresh Choice might be there, but I, I don't know. What? How could Fresh Choice be still around and Sweet Tomatoes not be around? That is injustice. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Uh, I can't believe Sweet Tomatoes shut down. <sighs> oh, yeah. We need to have, like, a moment of silence to, like... <laughs> oh, man. Well, this this was great. 
so fun. Isaiah, we're excited, uh, you know, to release this episode and share our conversation. We thank you and we're excited for, you know, whatever your journey looks like. Um, and I, um, yeah, I'm inspired by even what you did with your podcast, yeah. and your network and um, all the, all the things that you guys are trying. So, you know, we wish you guys well and uh, uh, keep learning, keep growing. Um, we're excited, man. Thanks for, thanks for coming on. Oh, I appreciate you guys having me. I love what you guys are doing with this podcast. You know, I've watched or listened to like the, or two or three episodes that you guys have had. It's been like really, really good. So keep it up. Oh, thanks, Isaiah. This is sweet to say. We have at least one fan that's listened yeah. to one more, two episodes. That's great. <laughs> um, Isaiah, how can people find your sports network? Um, so what you can do is you can go uh, even you can go on Google and just type up the MI6 Sports Network. It's capital M, uh, capital capital I, and just the number six and Sports Network. And then you can once you Google that, you'll be able to find our website on Wix. You will be able to find um, our podcast, whether it's on Anchor or Spotify or Google Podcasts. Um, and also like on our we have a facebook page just type in the mi6 sports network and you will find it and you'll be able to see all of our videos of uh, our like challenges that we're doing uh on our network uh, it'll be all over there and also you can find us on twitter and i think instagram as well cool well thanks isaiah for taking the time and kind of sharing your story it's it's yeah it's been really good really edifying Thanks so much for having me. that's nothing that you can control too, you know? Yeah. You know, sometimes you just like wish you had another day off <laughs> or you just like wish that tomorrow was Sunday rather than today was Sunday. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I think Sundays are hard sometimes because I don't know if you ever feel this way, but sometimes it's like, you, you you Sunday's like a realization like oh I feel like I didn't do as much as I could or like as, as all I wanted to do over the weekend and this feeling of like um not yeah. achieving what you wanted to do and not having enough time mm -hmm. sometimes I feel that on Sundays which is sad be or I mean not yeah it's sad but yeah uh, yeah I want to change that do you ever feel like does that make sense I mean, I, I think I've, I felt that, I mean, I can think about when I was in college, I felt that cause I feel like there was always something that I needed to do. Um, you're like super busy with classes and homework and you're trying to squeeze every time. Mm. But I, I think, well, I'm lucky now that I don't have work right now to, and I have like time and then I have additional time to kill and then additional time. <laughs> you have too much free, you have too much free time. I don't think so. 
I don't think there's such thing as too much free time because it's like, because yeah, like at least for me, there's always something to do. Um, but the best is like, can I use my time well? And, and I think if we're talking about Sunday and talking about rest, like we, at least in college, like I didn't know what resting well was like, so I didn't have that expectation. But then now that I have so much time that I'm like, oh, uh, maybe I should try this thing called rest. And I have a lot of time to like fail at resting and then maybe I'll finally get it. What, what rest looks like. But even just like rest, like, I mean, it's not just like work. It's like, oh, cleaning, cooking, organizing. That's like, I find that that's kind of like work as well, you know? You know, things I need to do. Like, I need to do laundry, need to fill mm-hmm. my glass. Um, yeah. But, you know, sometimes I'm like, maybe I need to be, and I get that. Like, of course, there's things you, you have a uh, responsibility to, but you're not going to, like, you'll still live if you didn't you know yeah yeah i think i one day and then i think sometimes we need to like intentionally be like you know what i'm not gonna do that because it's okay and what's important is to like um be okay with not doing it because i think that's it it drags us down thinking that we need to do all these to be complete yeah yeah i think i'm just like dealing with small very small disappointments of the day that has accumulated yeah yeah Mm. that's what i feel i feel disappointed maybe but yeah do you have your apples i do what type of apple do you got I don't know. I think they're. <laughs> I'm not a fan of really apples. <laughs> really? Me? I'm actually me too. I'm not a fan of apples. Yeah, they're actually, organic and from Whole Foods. I oh wow! Did you did you deliberately go to Whole Foods just to get apples? Well, you know the perks of living with people with family is that they buy the they, apples. They do many things as well, like cleaning. But, but you guys don't shop at Whole Foods, do you? No, but they felt inspired to get apples at Whole Foods. Oh, okay. Uh, do you know what kind of apple do you have? Um, maybe Fuji. Fuji. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have a Fuji. This was also like organic, maybe like Whole Foods organic farmers market a- apple, and it's like, I think maybe I'm just being cheap, but I would definitely not buy this again. Why? Mm, it is really good though. Mm. Because it's kind of a smaller apple and it was like a dollar ten cents each, basically. I was like, mmm. Wait, a dollar ten cents for one apple? Exactly. Why I, had three, I had three apples and I paid three seventy. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Exactly. But I will say this is pretty sweet. This is pretty good. Hmm. But nope, not worth it. I mean, it's rare when I when I eat an apple, and I'm impressed. <laughs> you know, you're just like, okay, an apple. 
I want to be like, whoa, that was amazing. But no, can't remember when that happened. I I do think I like apples for its texture. There's not let anything like it, you know, with the crunchiness, but sweetness. Um, but I think that's what I like about apples is the texture. Can you think of another fruit like with this same texture? Mm-hmm. Mate, not even a pear. Pear is like a little different. It's not like a little bit, like kind of grainy, but it's much more juicier. But, but I like apples because it's more dense. But still, has juice. I guess it kind of reminds me of hikama. But yeah, I like hikama. That's not a fruit, but I love hikama. What is hikama? Is it a hikama or? But what is what is is it a root? Oh 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 yeah, probably like a beet. It looks mm-hmm. like a beet. Well. <sighs> so what was um, what's what's a highlight in the not so highlight of your of, of your my what last talked like what are you happy about and what are you mm. upset about hmm i feel like oh i try to snap this apple um i can say what's upset i think like, i had like hopes of like being able to keep the current job i have um but um, I just like was texting somebody, get more information, and I was like hoping. I feel like I've got my hopes up and then disappointed. Hopes up, disappointed. So I had hopes that I could keep my job, and then it kind of got disappointed after I talked to someone. It's like, oh wait, maybe I, I'm not able to. But yeah, that was upsetting. Um, something that was like a highlight. Mm. Hmm. I will say I did some like songwriting today or just like a couple hours ago and to be honest I was kind of avoiding it because <laughs> mm. it's just like it's discipline it's work you know yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yeah I think yeah, I think kind of like along the lines of what we were saying, just like to be able to let go of like things that, you know, if you're not able to accomplish, it's okay. Um, and so, yeah, like just songwriting and just reminding myself, like just, just enjoy the process. Like even though I'm not like happy with the final product, like just to enjoy. And even in our home church, which is our Sunday like discussion small group after church, hmm. we were like talking about like playing with God and wasting time with God and and I think like like that's how I, it was like a nice time just to like create for the sake of creating. Although definitely a part of me was like, oh, I need to finish this. I need to mm. like this pressure okay. of like producing yeah. something, which I still need to do. I need to like perform it and or record it and post it on the Instagram. But right, yeah, I think it was a high. And then I bumped into a friend at the farmers market this morning, which was really nice to see somebody. Oh, what's that? <laughs> the Kings of Leon. You know I need to see somebody. Mm, that was not it. <laughs> well, it's use somebody, but you know, like yeah. that's how I feel. Like I just need to see somebody. 
No, I Juju's not remember the real lyrics. It's like it's you, somebody. You know, I need it. I gotta use you, somebody. It's not. I don't think he says you know. But it's you, somebody. Okay, I'm searching it up. Yeah, you, somebody. What's the lyric? I've been roaming around. No, oh what's gosh. the lyric? Every time I sing this, is always with like a southern accent. What's the you lyric? You know that I could. There we go. Oh, it's so he does it. You know that I could use somebody. Someone that? like you. Oh. Or. I'm roaming around. You know what? Even though this is out of context, but I really like <laughs> when call. Khalid, um, I think Khalid or whatever, says, can we just talk? Can we just talk about what we're going? Right? So it's like, yeah, I just want to talk to someone. Like, can we just, we know it's the same context, right? Wow, this is a good, this is a good, um, I'm just thinking about a playlist, like, things can like. Can we just talk? Let me just talk about where we're going before we get lost. Oh, wow. I actually never really um, paid attention to those lyrics. It's basically like a DTR song. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's great. So healthy. Mm, okay. Healthy communication. Healthy emotional relationships. <laughs> but he also talks about this one where he like... Um... He's like, your parents don't understand you. No one understands you, but I do. Ew. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is such a teenager like song. Isn't he like 20 or yeah. something? Yeah, he represents that age group. Gen Z. He's like, oh, never mind, I can't remember. Yeah. What's crazy is like, whenever I thought about like, you know, up and coming, um, <laughs> you know, um, teenager artist. Okay. Or people that I was, like, I liked. I always thought of, like, Lord, But now I'm like, Lord is probably, like, what, 25 now or 24. You know oh what I mean? Goodness. She's not, like, a teenager. But it's still so young. I thought she was older than me. Mm, no, 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 no. She was young. Her first hit, which now I can't remember anymore. She was, like, 18 or something. Yeah, Lord is 24. <gasps> What does she do now? Actually, Billie Eilish is 19. What? Billie is cray cray. She young. Oh, wow. Oh. You know also why I love Lord? Can you guess, Gigi? Because it she's like the similar person name. Like no, no, no. Lord and Lorshing. <laughs> no. <laughs> Keep going. Keep trying to get there. Girl, I know. You already know. Exactly. New Zealand. Oh, I watched Hunt for the Wilder People last night. You did. Nice. Dude, love that movie. Love that movie. Uh, It's just so great. It's just, I was, I was like, I was going to say, it's just, you know, those things that you just want to watch when you're, you know, upset about life or something Uh, and and it lifts your spirit. But then I was also thinking like, also, that's what I did with Bling Empire. That was really, you know, it's like it was so, it was so nice. Like I do kind of like those, sort of what. But I'm kind of surprised. 
surprised you've never really watched trash TV. Like that's never yeah, like but you don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> like I totally watched Made in Mexico. Like, Wait, can you say that <laughs> again but with some attitude? The like you don't know me. <laughs> no. <laughs> Gosh. Like I totally got into Made in Mexico, but like I, it ha there has so, to be some reason. And no, but like you, like trash TV is like ninety days, ninety day fiance. Like that's trash TV. Yeah. But so then Bling Emperor doesn't count. Then I don't think that would be in the same category. No, it's still trash. But ninety day fiance and some other things are like pretty trash. Like so you don't know what dumpster. Made in Mexico is. I don't know what Made in Mexico. Yeah, it's it's like the exact same thing as Bling Empire, but it's the rich in Mexico City. But and what I find, well, well, I do know you because so you great. watch it because you watch it for the culture learning. No, exactly, and that's why I watch Playing Empire. That's true. That's true. And maybe that's what reality trash TV is. Like you get to see like the heightened drama of a certain culture, society, society, right. community. Yeah. Just you see like the extreme spectrum yeah. of it. Right. Like on Max, dial up to Max. Exactly, and much more. Yeah, you know, it's it's like it's not reality. It re it's not even reality TV because it's very curated. So, every episode we have our listeners send in something beautiful they experienced this week. Um, inspired by uh, the show from NPR, It's Been a Minute with Sam Sanders. Um, so here's what we got in our inbox. Hi, this is Rachel. Something beautiful I experienced this week was sitting in a parked car listening to the rain. Hey, Gigi and Lorsheen. Something I found beautiful this week is when friends pursue clarification of misunderstandings. I think it takes humility and effort and EQ to ask if someone felt a certain way when you said something, um, and also to suggest that next time you can say things a different way. And I just think it's beautiful when friends can sharpen each other and improve each other's communication skills and emotional awareness and intelligence. Awesome. So as a reminder, you can send in your uh, response to what's something that you found beautiful this week and send us a 20 to 30 second um, voice recording. You can DM us, you can text us or email us at thesliceroot at gmail.com, uh, whatever is easiest for you. I would love to hear from you guys and um, yeah, hear what's up and what beauty you witnessed and experienced. Yeah. Well, that's a wrap. That's our episode five with Isaiah Lang. Make sure to follow him and his sports network at MI6 Sports Network. And then also don't forget to follow us. Keep updated with our upcoming episodes um, on Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, and The Works, wherever you listen to your podcasts to be um, updated on our latest episodes. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys.